Hi, and welcome to another episode of My GRCC Story. I'm Dave Murray. And Evan Macklin. And today we are joined by an amazing student who is here to tell us about some exciting things she's done and she's doing and she's got going into the future. Today our guest is Leslie Boss. Leslie, what is your GRCC story? Um, I'll try to make it short. I started here at GRCC in 2011, um, just going part-time, and I have three boys. So when I started, I only had two, and I went for about two years, and then I had my third son, took about two years off, and I started back at the college when I realized there was a preschool on campus and that there were scholarships available for students to be able to attend college and also send their kids to the preschool. So once that was available to me, uh, I enrolled him and me in the same semester and we both went to school. That was kind of my favorite time when we came together for about two years. Uh, He was up at the preschool and that made it easy. I could stay and take as many classes as I wanted. I didn't have to worry as much because it was accessible. I'm almost done. I'll be done after this semester. Wow. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your scholarship that came from the U.S. Department of State. Yeah, um, I went on a trip to the Netherlands through the Council for Opportunity and Education. That is actually a sub-program of TRIO, and all TRIO students can apply for that program. There was 19 students that were selected, and they got chosen to go over to the Netherlands through this program. It made the program more accessible, so the scholarship within the COE is half the cost of what the study abroad would be normally. And then I also applied for the Gilman scholarship and was awarded that scholarship as well in order to go, so it made it a lot easier for me to go because, once again, when you're doing stuff and you're a student and you have kids, it's not that you're just worrying about yourself Um, You have to worry about where they are and what they're doing, and I couldn't take them with me. So I had to make sure that they were every day in some sort of a day camp or program. So that way I didn't have to worry so much and was able to leave and be okay with that. Sounds like you're quite the stellar student, so potentially use some other resources that helped you, you know, get to the finish line as well, because it sounds like you're heading to Aquinas here shortly. Is that correct? Yes. um, That's in the likely plan. I've used lots of resources on campus. Um, When I started, I actually tested in low. I had to start at the level 98 classes, so I utilized the math department, the tutoring center, all those different help hands to be able to get through the classes because at first I was a little nervous. I hadn't been to school in 12 years and I just was thrown off about kind of how to get back into the groove of homework and just what was needed of me Mm -hmm. as a student to study and also be able to juggle all that and be a parent and run the household. So those tools were really nice to be able to make appointments in the tutoring lab, to be able to kind of go, okay, I have this time every day that I know at least I'm going to get through this class. Can you tell us a little bit about TRIO and what it is and how it works? It's a federally funded program, and they basically help first-generation, low-income, or students with disabilities 
to complete their education. So there's lots of different tools depending on which school you're at. Um, we actually have a great program here at GRCC where we get counselors assigned to us throughout our whole entire time at the school where traditionally coming in, you might have to see a different counselor every time where this way they already know all the information, where you're at, what you're doing, what classes. Um, we can also have conferences that we can attend that they help sponsor us go to. We have different leadership workshops. Um, I'm currently employed there as well right now. So there's a lot of extra resources that I'm utilizing just through networks of meeting people coming in and getting to know different people within the college campus uh, to help make these trips happen where we wanted to make sure for the field trip that we're getting ready to go on, we had faculty, staff, and students attending at the same time. So so being able to kind of reach out to different people that were in different departments, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't know different people. Is TRIO something that you have to apply for, or can someone just come up and say, hey, can you help me, or how, how does that part work? Um, you would have to fill out an application at the TRIO office, and then based off of if you're eligible, then you would get accepted and have an intake and have an appointment to kind of figure out, okay, this is how we can help you complete your education. So, Leslie, one of the questions I, I had for you is, um, you know, GRCC serves quite the diverse student body, both between traditional and non-traditional students. And um, as somebody that has, is a mother of three, correct? Mother of three? Yep. Kind of returning to school, what would you, what tips or um, advice would you give to somebody that's out there in the community thinking about going back to school not quite decided on it, but they are, they want to make that next step. What would you share with them? What words of advice would you share with somebody that's in the same shoes you were maybe a couple of years ago? I would tell them that it is possible. Like, don't give up. Um, there are a lot of resources uh, for sure here at GRCC and people that really care, that want to see you succeed and want to see you complete your degree. There were several times, and even now still, where... I feel really overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make it through. And especially with knowing so many different people on campus, there are plenty of places I can go to kind of just be able to talk to somebody and say, hey, there's a lot happening right now. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to make it through. And there's so many people that are willing to give advice on how to just make it through that day to get through the semester. And you got involved, too. I know sometimes non-traditional students think, I don't have time to be part of different organizations. But that wasn't the case for you. What were some of the student groups that you got involved and became president of? Well, actually, I had that first thought. <laughs> Coming into it, I was like, you know, I'm a non-traditional student. This is too hard. I don't have time. How am I going to make time for this? But um, I did see that there was a Native American student organization, and it wasn't active at that point. It was, it had been active, but then it had fallen off. And we actually, um, some student members at the time, myself, uh, Drew and Tally, we revitalized the organization and kind of got it going again. So we started uh, attending groups and small little steps, baby steps, always with the baby steps, just <laughs> with little meetings. Uh, and then we came up with ideas like, hey, we'd really like to do this. And we had really good support with our advisor, Mariah Williams, where she was like, we'll just see what happens. We'll just run with it. And some of the things were a little intimidating. We did uh, we did a movie showing where we showed a movie and we thought, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. And we were really worried about whether or not people would show up. And it turned out 
<clears throat> we had a high attendance for the event, even though it was in the evening. And during a sun, uh, snowstorm, <laughs> there were people that actually made it. And I think it's more of that kind of having people who are willing to say, you know, just try it and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, you can try something different the next time. Was that group pretty close in terms of supporting each other? Or was there a benefit that way, too, to becoming part of an organization? Yeah, no, even now still, um, the members that we have right now, uh, the vice president, Rachel Beecher, and I, we are both non-traditional students. We both have kids. And so that has worked out where you're a lot more flexible and understanding, knowing, well, okay, you can't make it today. Let's try to do an audio call or a video chat to the meeting so you can still attend, but you know, you don't miss anything even though you're at home with a sick kid or something like that. Uh, so there's been a lot of outside two opportunities where you you try to brainstorm maybe when you're not necessarily at a meeting because there's so many different things happening at once. You talked a little bit about your on-campus employment experience too, working in the Office of Diversity and Equity and Inclusion. So mm -hmm. can you tell me more about that experience and kind of what led you to looking for on-campus employment and Again, how are you just managing all these different commitments? You're you're involved with um, the student organization. You're doing the study away trip over the summer. Like you are quite the involved student. So um, just tell me more. How have you managed all of that? The calendar on my cell phone has <laughs> saved my life. Yeah. Um, I'm not joking. I everything is entered and has a reminder, so I don't forget. <laughs> because otherwise I might forget something. Um, the employment was great. I started actually at the tutoring center part-time. Okay. And then um, the people down in the diversity center, they were like, hey, would you like to work? And I was like, oh, I already have a job, but sure, why not? This would be really cool. I like diversity. And that opportunity was really great for me because there are so many people coming in and out of that office, so many different wonderful programs that they have that they're running that it got me the opportunity to get exposed to things that I wouldn't have thought I would have thought about yeah. um, within just different conferences or the Giants Awards, um, Martin Luther King Day celebration on campus. A lot of these things, I might have seen the flyers, but I never really attended because I didn't have the time where I could actually go and also get paid for it at the same time. So it was a, it was a bonus. It's bonus, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Now, you have some pretty cool events coming up in the near future, too. You guys got a grant from the Native American Heritage Fund. Yes. What are you guys going to do with that? We actually are planning a trip to go to the Zebuing Center in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And we wanted to intentionally bring the staff and the students and the faculty together to learn about a lot of the history with Michigan and the Native Americans. So some of the things that we will be learning about is the history within the museum and just the different artifacts that they have. But we'll also be learning about the boarding schools in Michigan and the effects that they've had on just different local people, um, tribal dances, traditional dances, uh, the regalia, what the dances and the regalia means. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of time where everybody can learn part of a dance. And there should be a few different tribal items that they're going to kind of review over a cultural kit on what the different items mean and how they're used sacredly. And if I remember correctly, did you say you were a first-generation I am. I am a first-generation student, so I'm non-traditional first-generation. And I also 
I'm a student with um, dyslexia and ADHD. So utilizing all these different sources has been great to be able to make sure that I'm staying on track because sometimes I can get a little distracted. So as as a first generation student, um, I know that one of the things that you're trying to accomplish with, with this degree is being a inspiration to your kids. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about that. What what does that look like? What why is that one of your goals? Obviously, I mean, I could understand it, but tell me more about that. Um, I definitely don't want them to have to struggle, but also not have to say no as much if they were to have their own kids. Not that we don't have, because we do have things that a lot of people don't have, but there are times when there are things that they would like to have, and it's like, well, not right now. We have to wait. We need to make sure that we have enough money. We can't really go on a family trip together, or if we do a trip, it's normally a staycation um, to make it more affordable. So being able to do things that, that I'm not able to do would be really great for them. But also I want them to realize that it doesn't matter if you don't think that you can do it because of a disability. Um, high school was hard for me. I had a lot of people that had said negative things within my teachers and, my children as well. Um, One has dyslexia, another one has ADHD and Tourette's. So not letting others hold you back or their judgments on you have an effect on what you can do because there's so many things that people who might have a learning disability are capable of that they just don't necessarily understand because of lack of confidence. And it's hard to really believe that it is something that is an advantage until you really start to realize that there are some benefits into the fact that your brain thinks a little differently than others. So you've told us a lot about your past and where you're from. Where are you going? Where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? I would really like to be able to help um, people similar to myself who have similar stories where you just don't necessarily think that you're the right fit for college or that you might not necessarily do well or that you can't do certain things um, based off of what other people's thoughts were on who you were, how you performed maybe in the past. So that is a big goal. I'd like to be able to do something maybe in a collaborative way, like a think tank. Uh, Though trying to figure out like the right job for me has been a little difficult and TRIO has helped a lot, but we're still trying to figure out exactly um, the right fit for me. The study abroad program that I did was really great because it is so collaborative over there in the Netherlands that that was an amazing experience and really got me to realize, okay, I would like to do something a little bit more like this. And it could be a little harder to find somewhere in the United States, but hopefully I can figure that out. Leslie, you are amazing. Thank you very much. Totally agree with that. It's just unbelievable how much you're managing right now, how much, you, how much you've kind of taken your experience outside of the classroom to get involved and make it more of an enriching experience here at GRCC and Thank keep you. up the good work. And we know that you're going to, whatever you choose to do as a career, we know that you're going to be very successful. So, yeah, I mean, you've already shown your persistence. So that's, that's half the battle. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, if you listeners want to come and join us here at GRCC and run into incredible students like Leslie, I encourage you to go to our website at grcc.edu backslash apply. And if you're here now and you want to take part in TRIO or learn more about TRIO, that website is grcc.edu backslash T-R-I-O. There are some fantastic people there. And they do a great job. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Leslie. My GRCC Story is produced by GRCC IT Media Technologies Department. Hosted by Dave Murray and Evan Macklin. Check out grcc.edu to learn more.